COVID-19 Chronicles. <coughs> My name is Bill, and I'm still working on trying to get everything up to speed technically. I'm trying to get everything transferred over so I could actually get this podcast edited correctly. So, don't mind the chaos. Just a warning. There's a lot of cursing, as usual. See, I don't even have the warning label that I usually have, so there's going to be no fancy intro, no fancy outro, until I get everything squared away properly. So, enjoy, peoples. On with the show. Spoilers, people! We are still surrounded by chaos, and I still have a minor version of the plague, but we're going to go through, power through this, and get you that yelling content that you all admire. My name is Bill. And I'm Noelle. And this is We All Have an Ex-Chromosome. We have a guest today. Uh, Gretchen is back. Hi. (laughs) Because she can talk, and we'll have two angry feminist women that will be able to take part in me not talking, but to get the business out of the way with me talking, let me go through and get that out. All of our social media is located on xchromosomepodcast.com. This is where you'll find our Facebook, Twitter, uh, Spotify, YouTube, anything that's not TikTok. Uh, <laughs> we don't have a TikToker. We're probably not going to have one. That's for the young folk. Uh, we appreciate the young folk. Me and Noel are not. <laughs> Uh, we might play video games and be geeky, but we'll leave the TikToking for other people. Mm-hmm. That being uh, said, also on our website is donation links to donation. So you donate to the podcast. We're trying to get material out, even though it's plague-based material while this is all going down. So we have a direct link to PayPal and to join our Patreon. Um, thank you, our Patreon supporters. We really need the help. This is going to help us save up money to keep our paywalls open and keep our everything in check. In fact, I was able to get another piece of equipment because I got a new computer, but all my other stuff was on my old one, and I had to get a portable hard drive to move all the data from the old one to the new one. So unlike last episode I probably did, which was like had no editing to it, um, this one should be normal, as you'll notice with the music at the beginning and all that. Well, for a given value of normal. I can't believe we talked for two and a half hours of yeah. editable, co- uh, of, you know, unspoilered content. Because I'm pretty sure 90% of that cast is spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which one was that one? Um, two, two weeks ago, we spoke with um, Alpha Riff about... Um, Animal Crossing and the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Boy, spoilers, darling. Spoilers. Many, <laughs> many spoilers, but I'll apparently. Bet. Yeah, I just basically oh. put a note on the beginning, like, "Look, this is going to be full spoilers. I can't edit this, this right now because I don't have access to my files." <laughs> oh, so, so it's right. literally you just put a warning on the front of it, and threw it up there, and God help the hindmost. Spoilers, yeah. spoilers people, Noel doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast. 
I hate the sound of my voice. We've been over this on multiple episodes. No, I don't listen to this. I, Karen Kilgariff, who's actually getting a little bit better about listening to old recordings, um, but she also admitted in an earlier episode of My Favorite Murder that she doesn't listen to the podcast after it's recorded because she hates the sound of her voice. Um, yeah. My beloved spouse has actually been like noodling around with it or found it on YouTube and was running it in the background while he was dicking around in the office. And I walked in, heard my oh. voice, turned on my heel, walked out and shut the door. Oh, no. Yeah. See, that's that. Now, that's a weird one. If I'm waiting for it, I'm actually pretty OK with it. Really? No. Um <clears throat> But if I am not, if I am unaware, or you like whip up a dance, like whip out a dance video of mine, you know, I've seen yeah, no. like some friends being funny or cute or whatever. And they're just like, what? I, or they were actually like, oh, hey, I wanted to ask you about this one thing, whether it was costuming or whatever. And so they have my video up and they're like playing it and they're like, oh, hey, Gigi. And I'm like, what? And I look over, I'm like, what, what the fuck? No, 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 wait, hold on. Unexpected me and i was not expecting to see me in the little like the little people box like don't do that to me again and they're just like give a bitch a warning <laughs> that's my only thing so that with my vet that in my voice but other than that i actually have to work on listening to my and watching myself even more um it's a thing i have to work on from like my actual you know health care provider and like mental health care provider has made that kind of a task mine do um, mm -hmm. to combat the body dysmorphia. Yeah, well, it's funny because um, I had a backlog of my other podcast that needed to be edited through, and my other podcast partner, um, Alice, she was like, hey, if you need help editing, maybe I can edit some of this. And I literally just said, do you want to listen to your own voice? And she went, no. I'm like, then you can't help edit. <laughs> I can listen to my own voice because I don't like it, but I can listen to it. <laughs> um, but when it comes down to trying to give entertainment and news and things like that, well, now that I have a new machine and it's, I can already tell that's a beast based on the little bit of editing that I was able to do. Um, things should go a lot smoother in the future now that I got everything set up so I could get things worked out properly with the audio and things of that nature. So, huh, that's... Oh, and one more thing about the news. Um, on your podcasting platform of choice, if it's available, especially on iTunes, please like, subscribe, rate, review. That helps us make the algorithm stance so we get more listeners, so people that want to help out with this project can donate. Um... This also includes going to our Facebook. Facebook has a review section. Give us a good review. So our page actually pops up more often on the various algorithms. So um, we have a busy Facebook page. Uh, I will give all the people credit that constantly interact with that. So thank you for that. Yeah, it's nice to know we're not screaming into the void. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank our personal sponsor uh, on the sponsorship level of our Patreon, uh, Vanessa Love, for giving her donation through that. Um, she's also one of our executive producers because she was like, "Your crap sounds, your crap sounds like shit, Bill. Here, fix it." <laughs> so, 
one after my own heart. I yeah, I've known her since I was a teenager. That jacket is ass. So, but I need to fix this. Let me like you look good. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I get it. That's amazing. I, I love that kind of shit. <laughs> like no, no, no. I'm gonna fix it for you. This is not an insult. This is a favor. Here you go. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, yeah, Noelle sounds fine, and Alice sounds fine. You sound like shit. <coughs> and I'm only Oh my on god, the- whose death hack was that? That was my death hack. Okay. Um, Is that a hack? I thought that was like my going crazy or something, because, you know, technology and me, some days, not the biggest fans. I'm actually not using the good microphone because of the death hack. Um, I don't want to waste good quality while I'm death hacking. <laughs> That being said, all right, let's get down to everything. Gretchen. Mm-hmm. So oh. it's been a while since you've been on our show. Yes, yes. Fabulous um, to be back. Thank you so much. I was very there, honored when you asked. Also, we're gonna, always thrilled to have you. We had a really good show last time. Okay. Yeah, some people still like mention that when they're like, yeah, yeah, you went off on that uh, thing. And I was like, bitch, brought up Endgame. Just saying. <laughs> And you've had a flooring crisis. Um, no, not a crisis. Really. Um, flooring specifically is not a crisis. It's actually pretty good. (laughs) Um, but it brought up existential issues and thoughts and concerns. And I was like, oh my God, hey, Bill, they were like coming full circle because this is like different. Mm -hmm. I'm laying flooring down instead of peeling up the old stuff. And so it was kind of like this whole like, holy shit. So the story, so a little bit of backstory. Um, mm-hmm. Before this podcast came about, I had a podcast called Vicarious Identity, and Gretchen, the first conversation I actually had with her that was in voice was me interviewing her, and I brought up and a Facebook post about that she wrote about basically pulling up and cleaning out flooring of her new place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because there was carpet here, and then underneath the carpet was that tacky, like, peel and stick, fabulous 1970s, like, really interesting pattern shit that they don't sell anymore, really. And then um, um, underneath that was actual wood. And so it was, but it was just harder to, like, dig up, literally, and hardly, you know, whatever. So I got existential in one of my posts saying, go ahead, Bill. Yeah. And so I'm like, she gets accidentally, she goes on to the post, like, wow, this is deep and meaningful stuff. And I read, and I read it on the podcast, and she was like, wow, I didn't expect that. Yeah, that, that was a really unexpected, that was an unexpected intro, because I was like, you know, I, I was telling Noelle earlier today, I was like, I, ex- I have no expectation of who reads my shit or doesn't. If you do, oh my god, awesome. Oh, and if you get a chuckle out of it, because when I was all like, oh, blah, 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 digging out the layers of all this other stuff is like digging out layers of past trauma and yada, yada. When I said this is deep ass shit, I was being so far- fucking sarcastic. You know? I was all like, how pretentious could I be? Right. But it was truthful, but I was stating it pretentiously and being satirical. Or so I thought. And you were just like, no, 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 this was some real shit. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You did. Uh-huh. It was some shit. And then here it is. <laughs> Yeah, and then he and he hear this boy like, and he doesn't warn me, right? Because he's just like, oh, I just want to talk about like you and your life and like what you do and da da da. Because he didn't, you don't sell, you didn't sell that podcast really well. I was like, uh, <laughs> trapped me, couldn't believe it, right? So I'm thinking, okay, he's gonna want to talk. 
people dancing and all this other kind of different stuff and like, you know, gaming and what I used to do and whatever, you know, just kind of like more surface things about me. And then all of a sudden he just like, bam, real shit. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, going in dry, I guess. All right, here we are. <laughs> I was just, and then it just went on from there. And it was really hilarious. <laughs> you know. I will give old interviewer so I'll give old interviewer me a, a, a little bit of credit. I usually went straight for people's guts when it came down to that type of thing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the surface stuff is nice, but let's go for the meat. Like I said, when you the don't warn somebody, yeah, the like it's 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 the accidental existential anal. <laughs> <laughs> That could be it. That'll be the subtitle of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sure. So, um, That'll be fun. One of the things that I want to bring up is um, you have gone through since the last time that we ran your furlong down, but since the last time we spoke, um, you came employed, you started going into, getting into welding. Yes. Uh, what? Yes. Why welding? I, why not? Well, Number one, Noel nailed it. Um, <laughs> why the fuck not? But um, actually, number two, it was something I've always been really interested in, like just kind of on a basic level. Right. And um, when it comes to different things, because I had been exposed a great deal to a lot of um, construction work, carpentry. Uh, my father was a carpenter. He was also an auto mechanic and a um, body work guy. And things that he did for for other people were his work was fucking impeccable and amazing. Um, my uncle used to lay cement. Uh, we knew three plumbers and an electrician, you know, all this other kind of stuff. And I was looking at all that and I'm like, hmm, you know, like I never looked at blue, blue collar work as like, because I was like, no, do you know how much these motherfuckers make? Stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, don't literally fucking insult the dude that is making the place that you're going to reside in or spend any kind of time in. You really oh, yeah. don't want to piss them off. But, you know, and they're smart people because I'm sorry, you have to learn have to know math. I have to know sciences and stuff. And so for somebody to look at like, you know, even now with like people are like still kind of shit, like shit on garbage, you know, like garbage folks and like, you know, waste management and stuff. I'm like, okay, granted, your odor is not going to be the best. Okay. Like it's just where they work, deal with it. But what they deal with and do with, there's still so much science that goes into it. Have to understand like the capacity for all of your thing. And versus population density and this and that and the other thing and i was like we're literally like crapping all over industries that i'm just like oh they're smarter than you stop <laughs> just it's not the hill you need to die on today you know like don't do it but um uh the, but they basically it's basically people and i've watched people try to do this like you know like a choosing beggar from like reddit um they try to nag people's work to get them to lower their prices you know and it's like a weird like it, psychological tactic anyway one of the things that um i knew didn't we didn't i didn't know a whole lot of but like when i had seen it done and um the uh, like just everything that went into it was welding settling torches and this and the thing i was like can you just cut through metal like nothing a thing that just points um it's awesome oh chrome i don't want to reinstall you right now i'm a little busy (laughs) pardon me (laughs) it popped up on my screen i was like um we're good. Sorry. And so, so we just gotta leave it in. It, that's gotta be no chrome. I'm busy. <laughs> that's fine. I don't care. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, welding. Yes. So 
was really kind of fascinating to me. Like you can do, and then when I started looking at different ways of, with uh, a friend, a very, very, very dear friend of mine named Joey, um, uh, no, I can't really like link you to her podcast or anything like that. She doesn't do anything that kind of stuff, but she's like one of the most um, amazing women I've ever known in my entire existence. <clears throat> Just going to leave it at that. And that's her like, title. Anyway, when Joey started talking about like more sustainable um, ways of living, because she does I mean, she, she grows stuff. I mean, she's like uh, Lilith in her garden. Holy crow. I kill everything I touch. So um, that's, you know, good. Uh, she, she insists on giving me plants. Okay, she's like, you can't kill this one. And I was like, you challenge, challenge accepted. accepted. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was all like, oh, hold my fucking beer. Like, yes, I can. I've killed cactus. <laughs> And not like because I like removed it from the soil and went fuck you, oh motherfucker, <laughs> whatever. I like literally just went oh okay, it's gonna be like that then. Well, I guess I have a nice bowl now, <laughs> you know, like a very lovely vase now or like whatever terracotta pot. She's amazing at it. So she was talking about livability and sustainability in that way. And I was talking about like tiny homes and the whatever, because I used to go to, I did spend a stint in architectural school a long time ago, and I'm still very interested in it, but I'd rather reuse and um, make another if, if possible. Um, so I'm into restoring old buildings or make repurposing them or whatever. Okay. We're okay. Okay. I was like, what happened? Someone <laughs> <laughs> um, my- making a computer easier to use. Spouse's computer is exploding. Hang on. While you talk, okay, no, I no, will no. just right. hush this a minute. You're saying. Right. Um, we started talking about, you know, different um, things, uh, uh, materials to use. And one of the things that we saw and was, um, so I'd been always been interested in, like, so the welding aspect of things I just thought was really cool, right? Right. So even the scenes of Iron Man, again, or Donnie Jr., like, welding some shit together, I'm all like, bruh. This is cool. I mean, that was hot, but also awesome, yes. I mean, I, and here's, I thought that here's the reason the I, I, was to make yourself an Iron Man costume to dance in, so. I mean, side oh. effects? But <laughs> side effects may include Iron Man pole dancing? No, actually. Also, it also, also, also chafing. <laughs> no. If you ask, if, 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 if anyone who asks me to dance is both that now Mandalorian, because the Mandalorian, you know, like that kind of thing, you know, because mm-hmm. they'll, the, they'll use the proper canon of the time, but before the Mandalorian ever came out, or was thought of as an, a show, to be fair, before the last three Star Wars had even started, people were just like, you should try, dress up as Boba Fett and dance, and I was like, you have to pay me $750, and I will only do it to Fett Set by MC Chris. Done. Yes! What else would you? They're like, what else what? would you pole dance as a Mandalorian? What else do? would you do? There's only one song. Thank you. Well, thank. Seven hundred and fifty. I'll keep that. Only person. Okay, uh, Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Fundraising challenge. If we can get seven hundred and fifty dollars, we can get our wonderful guest Gretchen to pole dance to Fett's Vet as a Mandalorian. We have yes. it on record. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right, fine. Thanks, Noel, for taking away that money-making opportunity from me, but that's all right. No, 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 no. we were going to give you the money. Yeah. Well, I'm the charity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to hire you to do the dance. (laughs) 
Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> 750. <laughs> so I was getting weird looks from the spouse. It's like, what are they talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? What for the, and, and that also prompted the, let me spell it out. But also, you threw down a challenge, and I'd like to see if we can make you do that. Okay. Okay. You set a price. I did. I did. Um, I did. I um, also, but I will, I will include, well, because um, 700, I can pretty much do the costume. So I have pole, con- you know, like skin to skin contact. Stupid easy. Right. Like, mm. there is no, no ever. Um, lack of uh, Bo- um, Boba Fett, Mandalorian um, bikinis and or bathing suits or lingerie or what the fuck ever. There's even bur- like Star Wars burlesque. I think everybody knows about it mm-hmm. in our like community of you know, like Gen X geek to fucked. Now, anyway, we um, but the main cost is actually going to go towards the helmet. Yeah, the 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 bucket is usually yes, the because- spendiest bit. Right. But also, it's going to have to be so very specific to my head, my everything, and also my sight. Yes. Yeah. Like, I have seen women. I've actually always wanted to try this, but I've just never, like, set aside the time to do this. I have seen women do entire pole dance numbers blindfolded. That's badass. Somebody did a... Oh, yeah, totally badass. One of my girlfriends, she does a lot of nerd shit like I do, and... um. She like she uh what Zatanna is it Zatanna where she's the the magician yeah. mm-hmm. Marvel universe oh, she DC. did that on stage yeah. the same year that oh it's DC okay whatever yeah. um she did that the same year that I did the um I did the the um Universal Classic Werewolf Wolfman Wolfwoman um number right it's up on my YouTube by the way because uh, the whole theme that year was we were in Orlando and we were in the Universal Studios like resort area and that's where the show that's where Polcon was that year um two years ago 2018 and uh yeah so um so it was superhero themed and shit it's kind of cool my own little like bumper in the front <laughs> looking like Marvel and stuff it's kind of badass anyway um uh so she did that one but um she did uh yeah so she did a kind of this weird like gender flipped daredevil oh. that's why that's why she had the thing on there. And I think my friend, uh, my other friend, Nishida, uh, of Studio Nishida, she did uh, one where she was blindfolded, but it was something else. And I can't remember what it was because there was like this, it was just, it was just badass. It was just bad ass. And I'm all like, that seems pretty cool. But I got like a whole list of other personally badass to me things I want to do. So that's what it is. Anyway, like, so the, the helmet is really going to have to be like the most thing. And because one of my goals for 2020, amongst you know other things that have been absolutely st- like just cock blocked by pandemic. I know that sounded really selfish, but I will explain some things in a little bit because it applies to like our actual topics. Um, the uh, goals that I had for this year, and I'm still trying very hard to maintain, is I'm really amazing. At a couple of things. Um, I want to get and 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 I apparently am really amazing at welding. So that's um one, that is now one of those things, you know. So I'm going to progress and I'm going to get better. Right? Mm-hmm. Picked up a, according to my instructor, I picked up on it very, very quickly and very, very well. And you know, and he's like been kind of a mentor, and it's really, really strange. Um, he's kind of like he's kind of cool, and um, but he's also like a boomer, and so I have this almost innate thing of going to be that way and a dude, obviously. 
every single time I've walked into that place, I have been the only chick there now. Right. And some of times I've gotten a little bit of like a side eye or whatevs. And most of the time, not really, they just side eye my helmet, uh, my welding helmet, because it is covered in nothing but like nerd stickers. Yep. I'll send you. I send. I'll send you guys a pic later of it. But like nerd, 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 nerd alert, you know. And my welding jacket has the has a, a Cobra Command patch on it. You know, just yep. just nerd. Yeah. Um. So that's why I get the dirty looks. But he. Um. But uh. So Tim, uh, my instructor, he's just really good. But he appreciates Gen X because he's like, oh no no, you guys are the gap that bridge we need to be nice to between us the old bitches and like the, the younger younger ones you know can talk to you and you can talk to them and then they can talk to you and then you can talk to us and then maybe we can come to some sort of common ground and i'm like okay old timer 65 like 62 year old you know het this het male like just you know standing there straight up going okay you get it can you tell it to the rest of your boomer friends please <coughs> now yeah you know so occasionally have that thing so i'm really good at building and i'm going to get better um i'm really good at sewing and design costuming cosplay uh wear you know ready to wear that kind of stuff and i'm really good at pole dancing i don't need to get really good at embroidery and so and and uh like hand embroidery and knitting or crocheting or quilting or this or that to stop this urge to pick up every little skill that may even semi-related. So I mm. leave it to the, I'm leaving that to the ones who are awesome. Like I have a pair of heels from my friend from Heel Art Collection, my friend Kayla, and uh, she she custom designed these for me. And um, because she airbrushes, I'm like, you know, I could try to learn to paint or airbrush or whatever in detail in that manner. Um, but I'm I'm not going to do that. I am going to give you, my friend, uh, money to make the thing for me because you are the you know you are the master of that skill and I am not. But you have come to me because I have designed your costuming, given me money. You know Does that I, makes I, sense. I, yeah, it makes sense. I also find it kind of weird that um, I've gone to people to get stuff designed and mm -hmm. commissioned and. Mm -hmm. I've talked to them about the pieces, and then I say, well, how much is this going to cost? Because I'm going to give money to people that are doing the work. And they're like, what do you mean, how much does it cost? I'm like, well, you're putting the labor in. You need to figure out how much your labor is worth. Because you could get money doing this. <laughs> I, I am trying to pay you. <laughs> Please take the money. And you know, they're like, well, whatever. I'm like, no, 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 not whatever. You need to figure out what's going to cost you with uh, materials, with time, with how much I might be a pain in the ass, which generally I'm like, I love almost anything anybody does that they work with me about. So I'm pretty even, I'm pretty mellow with that. But it's like, you need to worth yourself so you could do this beyond me. But I want to, like, I went through and I um, donated to the podcast through, basically through Noelle. <laughs> um, for, because Noelle does, has her a, another Patreon page that she does her modeling for. 
and I donated uh, yes. I donated gift certificates to one of the websites she uses. So I'm like, here's this item, buy some other shit that goes with it, and have at it. Um, and I trust her to mock something up, and it'll be really great, just as a model. So it's like, one of those things is like, this is a time where you need to support other people where you can. And you also have to, while you're trying to support other people, don't discount your own bene- your own uh, skills just because mm-hmm. you feel like you need to support people. Um, it's yeah. the, nice if you do, but only if it works for you and you're not um, harming yourself by discounting yourself. Yeah, I actually have something to say about that. That's also in 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 topic of you know the the this like you know feminists in a fucking pandemic, you know <laughs> two angry feminists bill it, it bill and in a pandemic, um, is the make making of the masks, not the obviously like creating the and the the, the like hardcore and ever ones, um after you know it all broke and then people buying everything up including painters masks and stuff like that so there's like they're all completely out at like home depot and lowe's because they've actually re-diverted that to like potential care workers that need that because they are also particle based i guess and there's this huge back and forth about the 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 ones that qualify is if i am ignorant on these terms noel i i'm not being flippant it's just literally because i'm like you know the ones with the stuffs that are hardcore and stop from bad because you're exposed more and more has it, a number, you know, like I'm the I'm, N95 and 95. Thank you. I'm actually yes, going to write that down because I want to call it like something else. And I'm, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I'm going to write that on my board. Very few people have un- until this have needed to care about the different grades of masks. Cause usually right. that, and it, Oh my God, someone is sick in a hospital and we have, to, or they're sick in a facility of some sort. And we have to You're do infection control. Um, oh yeah, but now Whereas I've actually the done outside is, stuff too for yeah. when it comes to biohazards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of us civilians. But the I outside, yeah. yes. Sorry. You're breaking up. I, I am very sorry. It might That's be okay. me. I'm trying to. Now I got like little green ones. Do I sound better now? <clears throat> yes. There we go. All right. I have a better connection. Please go on, Noel. I interrupted you. We were we yeah, were cool. talking on top of each other because we both have ADD. <laughs> mental health awareness. God, it's hard oh. to have mental health issues, and I am so happy I started Prozac right when everything exploded. I would die. Yes. Oh without wow! It. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So For my... yeah, let's talk about that in a, in, mm. in a mo when it comes to like the um, pandemic prescriptions and mental health. Yeah, yeah. Get it, getting anything is hard. We can. We, it's a real easy segue from we had mm-hmm. plenty of these high grade infection control mm-hmm. PPE, which is personal protective equipment. Um, that one I do know. I actually know some terminology and a lot of uh, like things because of the people I know and where I used to work. It's just random and not all inclusive for a, a fucking you know pandemic that I, none of us were expecting, like you had said. Yeah. So, so if you're masks- looking for yeah, mm-hmm. if you're looking for a cool book, just as an aside, mm-hmm. to help you understand how epidemiology works and mm-hmm. how contact tracing works and where mm-hmm. all that shit comes from, it's called the Ghost Map, and it's uh-huh. like the first 
contact tracing of an epidemic. Um, I think it was dysentery. It was one of it was one of the horrible things you get from drinking contaminated water. And this public health official huh. managed to track down where the contaminated water was coming from. We actually studied that in my um. I want to say it was my last science class about yeah. That. No, we I studied the epidemiology as you know it's it's part of a it's part of an art. Uh, um, it's my degree in archaeology. Anthropology. Thank you, Noel. Oh my God! See, I know words. <laughs> Clearly better than me. Um, I was like, I have one of those degrees, and it's not political science. Uh, that like really does me nothing right now, obviously, because a bitch is trying to learn to weld. So you go but we did we did study epidemiology and when it, that's when also uh that was part of the program in, when i went to costa rica and it was just so fascinating and i was just like oh my gosh and it also went into like historical archaeology and like mm-hmm. uh, forensic uh anthropology and mm-hmm. uh that kind of shit so i was just like tell so um i wrote that down the ghost map um and that's going to be really is it a is it a is it an easy not an easy read but is it, it is a relatively well like mentally translatable read or is it like um, um, peer-reviewed heavy? Your your mileage may vary, but for a non-infectious disease specialist, I found it readable. Okay, cool. Um, and right. easy to follow. I yeah. just posted a link in the chat to it. Okay, yeah. The I reason I the reason I know the book exists is because it was given to my ex as part of his. Um, it was a gift from one of his mentors in medical school, and it was lying around, and he didn't finish it. And he said, you should read this. It's pretty It's pretty good. And I sat down, and I read it, and I went, holy shit, this is fascinating. And now I'm ah. sitting here in this moment and watching it coming people, back? Yeah, watching it, people it, it, the same behaviors. Oh, yeah. My God. Like, yes. They're doing yes. the shit that's making them sick. And oh my God! I, I see that, but in a different. I, I see that. I inadvertently see that, like, hurting other people. But in a yes, exactly. I see that repetition, completely different scenario, and it is very uh, narrowed down, not global. It is very la- narrowed down to home life when it comes to that. So I'm like, I don't get it. Uh, oh, thanks, mom. Sorry about that. My mom has the uh, Avengers uh, theme song, um, and uh, but it's the trap remix. Anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, she um. But I see see that happening where you're just like, um, we've gone through this before. Yeah. So seeing that on a global level, I can almost imagine you're 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 like screaming. Somebody sent me uh, a just, meme about Pandora's box. Oh my God, I gotta dig it up. It's great. Um, and I gotta put it in the chat. But it was basically like, welcome to my unboxing video, and it was Pandora 2020. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's no. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. With my classics degree, with my, you know, interest in nonfiction and interest in things like epidemiology, because I got dragged through a medical residency in infectious disease and in infection mm-hmm. control. Again, the same thing. I just acquired these um, weird little pieces of information, like don't lick your turtle. Um, it has salmonella. If you have reptiles, wash your hands. Wash your hands, wash your hands. Just literally, human beings, please wash your hands more than you think you need to. And just the having read about where, you know, the history of uh, the vaccination movement and read about epidemiology and these people who are standing 
at this in this historical moment and going, I am literally trying to save your life. Please stop being dumb. Oh yeah. Uh, just listen for five minutes. Yeah. And the, the, it's amazing the kind of like awareness that I have to that kind of idiocy through my uh, media consumption. And it's <laughs> not like I got to this point where I couldn't deal with like anything even can't watch Don Oliver anymore. Let's just put it that way. It's how like bad it's gotten. I was just like, okay, you guys don't want me going insane. So I'm like, I know it's bad. I, I, I need to not cherry pick, but I need to focus on this is in the now pandemic. This is in the now, you know, like, um, what, you know, what's going on, but I need to focus because if not, I'm going to actually implode and then nobody's in a good place, right, for my family. And so, um, but I get, uh, so my media consumption is a lot of YouTubers that do subreddits mm -hmm. and uh, r slash insane bull Facebook or slash anti-vaxxers and whatever, that kind of stuff. Because people are nuts. And then, so they're, it, it's, they're not even even hypocritical because they don't realize i was like yeah literally just like proved our point with a, a historical thing about stuff but don't apply it to this now i don't understand yeah so i can understand what's going on with that like and some of the healthcare workers that i know bring up an anti-vax parent or whatever they just they, their back just straightens up and i was like oh no i agree yeah i agree you guys must hate that shit. <laughs> They're just like, you have no idea. Then, and now this, I can't even imagine. I haven't been able to talk to many of the people in that, that I know, in, in, mm -hmm. in healthcare whatsoever, because they've just been, like, sidelined. Y'all are trained for this better than the rest of us were, technically speaking. You know. I so, mean, just in basic hand-washing, that's actually from my training STNA stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's I actually have that from Serve Safe, being a bartender and a food handler. You know, mm -hmm. so I actually knew about that through another method, but still, it was like, yeah, yeah, just wash your damn hands, yo. Like, just, just got, just you know, don't take you long. Just, just wash your hands. Thanks. It is so but critical for infection control to have to wash your hands that way. That it is an automatic fail if you do not. It is always on your practical at least mm -hmm. in the state of Ohio, on the practical yeah. part of your licensing exam to do what I do. Yes, um, exactly. And it's an automatic fail if you get it wrong. If you fuck up washing your hands, you have to cough up another $100 because you failed the, the, the whole thing. doesn't matter yeah. how well you did everywhere else, you couldn't figure out how to wash your hands. Right. Also, oh. it, it was an auto fail on a skill. If you forgot to mention, because it's all pantomime, if you forget to mention, and I washed my hands. The first thing I do, I come into the room, I wash my hands. If you didn't say that, doesn't matter how well you did everything else, fail. That is how Even if you can't mind actually washing your hands. So like you or whatever is going on and the patient can see you and your, 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 your examist can see you, you, you had to say it as you did it. You, yes, you had to That's state what you're doing. But then after that, um, you didn't have to pant at, at the sink. You had to pantomime washing your hands to show that you understood the correct technique. After that, you could state it. But if you didn't state it as a step that you washed your hands when you came in and it was the, the first thing you did and the last mm -hmm. thing you did was wash your hands in this patient space, mm -hmm. fail. Fail. My God, you know what? I think I would, I would, I think I would pass that test. And I'm not saying I'm this because I'm like cool. But sometimes I will do that dumb little game where you're like kind of talk saying what you're doing because you're just in that kind of mood 
Mm-hmm. Washing my hands, washing my hands, getting in for my nails because I hate them and I need to cut them off, but not right now. Do-do-do-do. I have been loving these memes. I realized that. Mm. You know, that reminds me of uh, one of That's my terrible. favorite movies, A Long Kiss Goodnight. Um, yes. Samuel L. Jackson's character was talking specifically about I sing what I do so I don't forget it. I go, I lock the door, ba 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 ba, to make sure. Exactly. <laughs> when I saw that scene and Samuel L. fucking Jackson do that shit that I do, I was all like, <gasps> I saw that movie three times in theater. Bruh, bruh. That's it. That that's that's pretty cool. Uh, props. I see on that one. I'm going to use this as a as a way to segue into the mental health because I know mm. some people who have. OCPD and OCD mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of the ritualized behavior. I've actually checked on them and I've said, if this, cause some of them live alone. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm constantly checking on them. And one of them um, who lives alone and is a hermit and doesn't go out because humans are gross. Um, right. Also is a full-time author. So when is there time to leave the house? Must write. To pay the bills. Um, Great. Obviously. Yes. I know. I, I know a few. I have very good friends in a similar position. It's similar, you know, yeah. OCD. Or, you know, even if the OCD is, is, is a symptom of their larger, you know, mental, you know, mental issue, whatever it might be. Oh, yeah. wait. No, 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 no. What is that? Why, why am I on? What? I was on. I'm on. Ah, no. The camera is gone. I don't have a camera. Oh, it's um, screen sharing. I don't know what's going on. Never mind. You clicked a button. It, we're okay. But this particular friend, I said, if it is too much for mm-hmm. you being alone, mm-hmm. I've been running my house under my uh, infection control protocols for work because, again, I'm going out. I'm visiting people in their homes. These are people who are, you know, they're ill. They've got various health issues. Right. Um, they're all older. Um, I'm. I have to stay as safe as possible just to protect other people, mm-hmm. so I can keep the lights on. <laughs> that's and that's what infuriates me. But I know how. I know how generally safe it is. So this friend is told, "Come here. We've got somewhere you can stay for as long as you need to by yourself. But there will be other human beings to knock on the door and be like, this is the fourth time we've heard you.'" wash your hands in like 20 minutes you need to stop yeah what do we need to do to redirect you that kind of a thing because that's been a big problem with me as well because um you know i would wash my hands as often as you know lots because even though it was i was in merchandise i you know so food handling was even more more hand washing then they were like in addition you must slap on you this um you know this hand sanitizer they insisted that we did and so then my fingers at the base of my nail beds would start to dry up and crack and Mm -hmm. open and bleed and so i'm like okay we are seriously like this isn't a this this I don't know what to do now. And so I had to go to first aid at work uh, that one day. And I was like, okay, so we've got a problem. Help me out. Can you like bandage every single one of my fingers? And that's just what we got to do today. You know, and he's just like, and I was like, we'll get through this. I'm just saying, because it would dry my hands out. And so I would crack and bleed. And I'm like, now I'm exposing myself worse to things, but I have to wash my hands more because of it. And it was a vicious cycle. 
that I it found can, work, yeah. finally found a workaround for because when hand sanitizer run, ran out, but before the two components that could make it possibly um, did not, which was like baby oil, not baby oil. Uh, um, it was uh, aloe alcohol. Vera? Yeah, aloe vera gel and uh, alcohol. Um, I actually got baby oil gel, the stuff that will, but so it has a little bit of alcohol in it, but it has a little bit of moisturizing properties and then the alcohol um for my own home my home mix and it actually worked out a little bit at least i was like less exposed to that because there was a time there was a few times during work when i would have to bring in my own gloves and wear those like work gloves because if not they would crack and do whatever so um because i also had to like do ropes like pulling up the awnings on the some of the stores that I would open or close mm -hmm. you know that night and so I'm do basically doing sailing rigging so I know what's going on but I then I'm like and then my hands got drier and cracked and peeled and bled because I didn't have any gloves protecting myself when I was using ropes so I was just like you fucking dumbass and nobody you know thought to say anything about it because you just you know don't think about a lot of this stuff so we get in this pandemic and you're just like you're automatically know how to respond to um a, a plague that we never expected. And that's something that like between the mental illness and then the feminism part of the whole like women handling it, you know, um, there has been a very like strange response from uh, the at home people because then they had to at home for themselves for what job and then your kids had to at home. And so now you have to quick whip up a, you know, a, a they're set up so they can do their work and help them mm -hmm. with it a lot more than you did before. And now you're kind of trapped in there with them too, you know, but you're a mom. So you should be good about this finger guns. Like, no, you just, you removed an entire resource, uh, an entire world of, you know, uh, child care, after school programs, um, time, mommy, mommy time, you know, like your own kind of thing. And it was just everybody was just expected to like roll with punches, you know. So I'm like, I can see where some people have gone like kind of ham off of really small uh, irritants. Um, my expression of dark humor has been... Um, <clears throat> scolded more than once uh, during this and i have um probably i wouldn't say i deserved it but i'm just like okay okay you know what like i i never wanted anybody to feel terrible because of my 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 darkly humor like my morbid sense of humor response to some of this stuff you know but that just because it was good for me you know, it's okay for me and it's, it's comforting to, for me to like satirize some things sometimes mm -hmm. um, just to deal with it in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, cause when you're thrown all this stuff, which obviously we're also thrown way more information than we can possibly like be able to, nobody prepared us to handle this much shit. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? But then on another yeah. topic, it was like, um, we were talking about that, like our responses, you and me, Nicole, um, because you, you and I think we were talking about that when we were discussing our mental health. Uh, personally, we, we have sort of some similar issues. And so yes. we were talking about that one. And I was just like, you know, a response to crises and, and a trauma response uh, to mm -hmm. things. Uh, I have I have went, you know, waxed and waned between. Oh, yeah. Same shit. Different day. 
no, seriously, like there's parts of this, um, this pandemic that have been like, I've looked at everybody and gone, what? Yeah. What? Can you please stop doing everything you're doing? Because you're panicking wrong. Can, can right. You not, this is not how you panic. Right. And then yeah. There's I the, I, I understand <laughs> why people are hoarding supplies. Part of that is how our society is set up to make stuff comforting. And also, I literally live in. I literally live in a place where we have a season where people hoard. It's called Florida and hurricanes. You know, no, like, no, the season is called Florida. Yes, <laughs> located but, just this below hell. Yeah, I got you. No, but it's uh, it's, my co-host, uh, my other co-host, Alice, is learning that because she just moved to Florida recently. So. Yeah, oh, she's learning. She's learning all the ins and outs of what it means to be in Florida. So yeah, yeah. yeah so the, the hurricane pan. My condolences. Yeah. So there are people who, but there's no end. So right. that hurricane preparedness. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a conversation about um, RP in a in my vampire game with right. another with a player about how there's this feeling his character had gotten triggered essentially and how mm-hmm. it felt like you know that time and when you're playing an elder scrolls game and you can't see the enemy but the music that says that there's an enemy that's going to come kick your ass and you need to be ready mm-hmm. that music is playing that's sort of where we're at as a society and right globally we can hear the oh fuck where's the enemy music mm-hmm but we can't see it, so we can't punch it, and we can't run away from it, and we can't get away. So we're in this constant heightened alert state. And for and- people with ADHD and you know other things that thrive on that heightened stress mm-hmm. response, because it's making more of the chemicals we need to feel comfortable, mm-hmm. this is like, okay, we can get more shit done, and we're focused, and we can kind of channeling oh yes then there's the but, uh, then there's then there's the opposite day of course then like then, and then there's, there's the uh, tran- yeah. yeah then there's the trans-dimensional okay now i'm in that um like last week i think it was last week i want to say uh this is wednesday yes like last week for about like three to four days i literally didn't exist i didn't do much of anything i don't think i got up off of my bed much you know I just, that's my weekend state. I, just the worst thing, you know, and then all of a sudden, I don't know, you know, like there was a, a chat with a, you know, a chat with a friend or whoever, you know, like whatever the, the situation, like something turned me around and I, and then I'm like, oh my God, I get put the bed together and holy shit, flooring and cheap and whatever. And, and it, then it just came in this burst. So it's just really mm-hmm. weird. But yeah, I get you. Because for me, it's been like, why I look at people and go, what, is there something on my face? You know, I'm like, there's a lot, there's a lot of aspects of this quarantine and stay at home orders and all this other kind of stuff um, called touch starvation. Mm-hmm. That most there there are a great deal of human humanity that and and thankfully for them that have not experienced it um, and and it's it's new and now it's very very painful and it is kind of suffering because you're just like I can't just be I'm in this meat mech suit that I have a known response with you know so for people who didn't like being touched they were like way way cool about it but like for the people who are like I have a 
a, a normal, even the normal typical people who have like a normal response of handshaking or, you know, polite hugging if in, you know, context, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck, man, you know, some sort of affection. And they're I like, wouldn't say that, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that it's something new. I think that's something that people are just now understanding is actually a thing. One no, of the no, things- it's new to them. Yeah. No, 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 what no. The- touch starvation is a damn thing because that was the point. That was the point of what. I, that's the punchline of all of this. Is one of my trauma responses was like, "Well, ha ha ha." It seems like I have been preparing for this pandemic for quite some time. Then, and I went, "Wow, that's that's really unhealthy." But that was a yay for surviving, right? It, but it was like one of those like that was. How's it like that escalated quickly? This guy, well, that got dark. Like, you know, like, you know, that did in fact escalate quickly. It did. And I was like, and I was just riffing because I was doing that whole like, haha, comedic response to it. And then I was just riffing on, I was like, ha ha ha, but you know, good for me because I've been prepping for this one for quite some time. And I went, ow. Yeah. Call myself out like that. Like, what? Okay. I need to write that down in a notebook and shove it aside because now is not the time for a bitch to have an existential crisis. (laughs) Like, I just, I, nope, can't do it. It's funny. (laughs) This is not the time or the place, Gretchen. (laughs) And that's the thing I find, Noelle, um, we were talking about that when it came came to women, you know, that this expectation is like childcare expected, you know, um, healthcare expected, you know, uh, you know, whatever, but in, yeah. in addition to that, it, we're also like shit on for that. And I'm like, cool. You know, I, I live outside that bubble now because I don't have an industry where it's any kind of, you know, gynocentricity or, or file or phobic in any way, honestly. Um, people, some people have their own personal, personal response to things, obviously, but like they have sense enough to shut, shut the hell up if they do if I'm unaware. Um, so I live in a pretty inclusive, like little work bubble at the time and everything. So, but um, where was I going with this? Shit. No, seriously, I just <laughs> lost track. Oh, no, no, no. So oh. it was a trauma response. And I said something really yes. dark about myself. And it was like, then I realized, I was like, it's never when, and I was like, put that away. I will deal with that later. And I'm like, Gretchen, you've been doing that for a really long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Me, so put a pin in this that- like 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 me- mental health moments of clarity i have to put a pin in it because now global pandemic you know but what was it before because this is nothing this is not a new place for me on a lot of levels if that makes I any sense i think that's what it does i think it's uh um where reboot my brain yep um but those of us who have already same learned shit. yeah same shit different day you know this is like learned how to sit with trauma responses and you know have actually been working through our issues whether it's with a therapist or without or however we got to where we are right that we're quasi healthily maladaptively dealing with this yes quasi you know, healthily maladaptively dealing our maladaptive like coping, <laughs> our maladaptive coping mechanisms aren't hurting other people no, no. like like the I cognitive said, cognitive dissonance of demanding that you don't have to wear a mask. It's your body. It's your right. Where has that heard murder. before? Abortion. Yeah. The you know, there's not. Mm-hmm. You're not a cult. We're we're not cult conditioned by the personality cult that we have sold yeah. ourselves to. 
we um that causes us that's that's causing some people to oh i don't know shoot black people for existing or yeah security guard for saying hey could you the store policy is this please put a mask on Mm -hmm. 20 minutes later that was premeditated murder all of the recent shootings that are popping Mm -hmm. up that's premeditated they decided to shoot someone on purpose they went they acquired gun and they went out and they found someone to, and and then they killed someone. It might not have been that specific person that they were going to. Well, the security guard was clearly mm-hmm. that person was the target. But I the, had, yeah. Oh God, no! I had a the guy who got shot jogging mm-hmm. just because he was out and existing. He was black mm-hmm. in public and he died. There's, I think, somebody else has also been oh, was shot after a car crash. Mm-hmm. Um, there are frightened, neurotypical, straight white men who don't know how to deal with having somebody tell them no. Right, and it is so distressing to them that, and are the tox they are so oh. steeped in toxic masculinity. They don't have an ability to process their emotions. They can't deal with the boat being rocked in mm-hmm. any way, and all they can do is be violent. All they can do is scream mm-hmm. and wave guns around. There and are people in a and be terrorists. Yes. Yeah. There are people in Ohio who have hunted down the residents of our public health director. She has mm-hmm. small children. Yeah. Well, she has kids. I don't know how small the smallest one is, but they're younger. Yeah. You're, you're, oh my God. Like you're doxing With- public officials because. It's it's, what now? No, it's worth again like yeah like what where is your violence coming from truly and honestly um it's in it in almost gets, to me it gets nonsensical you know like because if I can at least um you know there there have been people I have talked to in this pandemic and prior to it who have I have you know I they they told me they I've been able to explain a concept to them better than anybody else had. You know, mm-hmm. Bill. Remember how Bill? You you have you have always made me the like one of the like, you were one of the reasons I didn't turn to the dark side. You know, that's what you call me. You're and I'm like yep. and I'm like yeah because I can speak to people in their language. I know English, but I know it very very well. And um, I've seen a lot of people kind of like start to see a lot of those patterns play out because mm-hmm. a lot of walls are dropped. And so these same people who were like. So in theory, you've explained something to me and I understand it now, um, but they hadn't seen it rolled out in practice until like a pandemic hit or whatever. And they're like, oh, like my friends, uh, one of, you know, like one of my friend's husband uh, was like, yeah, yeah, you know, like he's a good guy and all, but he just had no freaking idea. He's like, yeah, I've heard like the guys at work or whatever because um he's an essential worker and i'm gonna say no more beyond that but um he's like the guys at work have talked about like you know their their wives or you know mother-in-laws or whatever making masks or or people they know making the masks for basically civilians and um you know or donating them and then like there's something on reddit about it too like where they were like refuse to wear anything with a pattern that had like floral on it just because their masculinity was being challenged by something that was literally we're trying to keep you alive and i about flipped my fucking shit i'm like dude you've just made the music video for my experience with 
trying to talk to a lot of men and about feminism and how I'm like, no, literally, I am not against you. I don't want you to be this way. I don't want you to die sooner because at the very least, if I'm going to speak just in in a return on investment valuation, when you die, I need your planned obsolescence to be a lot longer if that's the case, because we're all, you know, like, we're all going to die. We were born. That's going to happen. That's the end of that. But like, I want your lifespan to be longer. I want you around longer. Please wear the floral print mask. It was given to us because donations, you know, shut your fucking pie hole and live. Please, please, Mm -hmm. please. And if I hadn't, I was like, this pandemic has encapsulated in that one moment, almost like my entire fight like down to a kind of a ridiculous, like little, like digestible level, but my entire fight in feminism with like, no, seriously, I'm on your side. I swear. No, misandry is a lie. Please stop doing that. Like I get it, but please stop. No, no, no. I care about you. No, I want to talk to you in your language about this. Please, please, please. And I'm just like, it was just really symbolic. And I thought it was fucking hysterical. I was just like, wow. Yeah. It's that whole weird. I don't know what timeline we're in, but I don't like it. And it's not fun living through a historical event. Somebody, mm-hmm. some cultural anthropologist in about a hundred mm-hmm. years is going to write a doctoral thesis and maybe this podcast will get cited. And yes, I will then be immortal. Bless you. Um, you have permission to cite this podcast. Um, as, but some cultural well, anthropologist as well. is going to look back mm-hmm. and observe the time we're in and be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. This is fascinating, but what right. the fuck? Right. The, the idea that um, I acquired some masks for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them had a pink print and I <laughs> just by chance, I, it was randomized fabric. And mm-hmm. one of them had a, like a pink floral print and my one housemate loves pink. So I'm like, here you go. Useless right. lesbian child, Here, t- beloved useless <laughs> lesbian child. Here is your pink mask, and there was a squeal. Ah, it's pink. Um, the one I selected for my spouse out of all of them because I mm-hmm. took the one with leaves on it, which he would have taken if I'd given him the option. Has mm-hmm. like little cartoon forest animals on it. It looks like a, something a kid would have as bed sheets, or right. a woman would have on her pajamas. And yes. he doesn't give a fuck. He would wear the the super girly one that's just a delicate, like, day dress leaf pattern. Um, he probably would have yeah. fought me for that I one have if been, I gave him the option. Right. I have been very lucky in the fact that I sew, and I'm a nerd, so for the most part, um, when somebody, when I um, made a batch of masks for um, one, you know, one of my tight-knit circles of people, um, uh, it, we're, we each represent uh, all four of the Hogwarts houses, <laughs> like dead, two rights, yes, Bill, laugh, laugh, and this is why I am a Slytherin and you are a Hufflepuff, and I get that now, you know, <laughs> and so I, in fact, had, didn't have to go by until another t- round of masks. I, in fact, had specifically printed house Fabric, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, and and uh, Gryffindor, and um, I was like, no, I got you, bitches. 
you know, and I hooked it up, you know, and it was just really funny. But, um, and so I was just like, yeah, what you, what you looking for? So I helped a friend of mine whose husband is in the, you know, like a uh, coast guard, you know, like, yeah, they gave us this dumbass tutorial and this shit ain't going to work. And I was like, nah, I got you boo. Like, hold on. And like, my mother has been doing a lot of it too. She quilts. So she's had a lot of different patterns and fabrics. Um, you know, I have not known anybody, but I haven't been, I haven't had to give a man a pink floral mask and go, and go the next, you know, your next reaction is going to, it, it, <clears throat> your path in life is up to you right now. Your next reaction yes. is really going to be, I mean, it's a historical moment, please. I just need to know, you know, no. like I haven't had that moment yet, but that's because I didn't have to. Thinking of historical moments, I'm like, you would think that you be wanting just to like only have maybe one historical moment in your life because things start building up and building up and building up. I thought my historical moment in life was going to be the fact that I was like two blocks away from where they caught the uh, Boston Marathon bombers and they had the shootout. Um, I thought my shelter-in-place moment was going to be when I was living in Watertown when they were trying to hunt down the one that escaped. I was like, oh, that's my historical moment. I am yep. done for the rest of my life. And then we basically have the great pandemic, which is... <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Since 2016, we've just been slowly ratcheting up the difficulty level. <laughs> so I was like... All right. Yeah. The the meme that happened, what we've been saying on the podcast, and all the memes happened. Like, mm-hmm. this has been a long fucking month, a long fucking year this month. So, yeah. um, it's been a long fucking week today. Yeah. Yeah. Just it today. Was, yeah. The the dance studio Buttercup pole dance that I uh, um I, I'm sta- basically you know used to da- you know pole dance at. Obviously, they were they closed in- almost immediately. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, there's no way we're all a bunch of sweaty people that have to touch each other, you know, for spots or for whatever, um, or shifting you know, anything for instruction. Um, we got to be all up in your grill. And sometimes people will like cut themselves because, you know, rope burn or pole burn or whatever. Like, you know, we're a bunch of like hard bitches. And bros who do what we do at the pole dance studio. So we're like, okay, shut down immediately. Um, what was I saying about that? Bill, what were you saying? Oh, God. Um, I was basically going about this being like one life event. It's a, a long year this month. Um, oh, yeah. They had, part, they had posted this thing. There was a very p- cute picture that was done of all of the instructors where they're just like, it was very, it was professional yet, you know, like, cheeky because pole dance studio and they were all serene like smiling with all of them had like fake buttercups holding them and then it was like march 47th and it was one where they're like all crossing their eyes and being crazy and shit and it was like a really cute shot but you know she'll send out posts occasionally on there about like uh and she set up online courses which is something that a lot of studios have done and thankfully that's been Mm -hmm. a good thing but i hadn't had any space to do anything but i am bill you know like i said this existential flooring i am building my space to do that um during a pandemic and so like it's really really weird and um that's when i've seen things that people have come together and offered Mm -hmm. things that you never 
knew you needed before in a mental health capacity or emotionally or whatever. And you're just like, I like it. I had, you know, like there's been moments when I can actually say this pandemic has brought out some of the best in people. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that. Um, And it's hopeful. Just from the communities I'm in. Right. Um, as soon as Ren Faire started shutting down Ooh. and conventions started shutting down, mm-hmm. um, a good portion of my Facebook feed is people who work shows and mm-hmm. business and their business pages and entertainers. I mean, artists. they're getting yeah, th- yeah, they're getting to scale back at least the artisans, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning of the year, the beginning of the season, this quarter, they had mm-hmm. sunk a bunch of money into production. Into and going, yeah, because, inventory. because their season was coming up. Exactly. Like, yeah. And then the show is canceled and they were prepped to go from show to show mm-hmm. and have, you know, inventory all along enough mm-hmm. to like restock when there was a break right. or have somebody ship to them. That's gone. There are people who all they do is work for people at shows. They're not, they don't own the business. Right. They don't make yeah. the stuff. They right. don't have they a shingle like, they can hang on the internet. Um, yeah, they're one like of the group interns or um, what is it like apprentices of said trade? You know, said skill trade. They're retail workers who follow yeah. the circuit, or they mm-hmm. do the push mm-hmm. games, or they work games. They don't. Then there's yeah, yeah. Then craft. there's the actual just like work workers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These people. Um, they're homeless now because yeah. campgrounds are shut and festival grounds are shut. They don't have anywhere to live. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they yeah. might be stranded far mm-hmm. from there. A lot of them do have places they'll go to winter for like the downtime. Right. Um, at the end of their season. But, but sometimes that's they when don't. you go because you have money because you've just done finished your season. And this and is you can when get you there. can get there and, 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 and you've nest egged for the winter. They didn't mm-hmm. have that. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. now there's, yeah. So there's this entire, I mean, that's why we're having trouble getting food from one place to another. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our production is big corporate factory dependent on marginalized people, dependent on migrants, dependent mm-hmm. on little people who are not, who nobody notices. Right. And when you do notice them, they're spit on. That's what runs yeah. the economy. Yeah. And I've seen in some of the, there's Fair Relief 2020 and there's a couple of other groups um, on Facebook for um, specifically the Renaissance Festival community. So people can go and find vendors and support the vendors and support the acts and help there. And then there's another one to support the people, you know, the support people. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, me, I don't make anything. I don't do anything. I work for a guy who owns Mm -hmm. booth. Um, we are going to be out several thousand dollars if our shows close and we can't get unemployment right. for that. That's right. a good, that's a good chunk of our budget just to function right. through the year um, and to help kind of gloss over when, if my hours get cut at work because I lost a patient and I don't have any, there isn't somebody ready to go to slot back in that block of time. Yeah. You know, so and that, yeah, my, I hate to say my pay is regular. Yeah, I was like, I hate to say that, but like, what I'm thinking is like, you know, like elder care into into the hospice, you know, end time care, um, doesn't run on a schedule. 
So you can't no. re, you know, you can't just fill in the slots automatically. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now also it depends on where you're at, because I think that you probably know I would have more here where I am, which has been called God's waiting room. Yeah, but I don't want to be in Florida. Your protections oh, exactly. are not as good. Um, oh no, no, I no, can't. No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything about like, please come down here. I'm saying like that might not be a problem for someone in the industry here. In you know, in that in that um, field here. Um, but but you're talking about that one continues the other thing, and it's I I, I get it. Yours is supplemental, um, and he doesn't operate under LLC or anything like that. Like, or is it able to get stuff, but I'm not counting on it. If the show doesn't Mm. run, I'm not counting on that money being there. Right. Because he's, you know, our boss owns a business. He's got a house. He's got his own bills. He's got to eat. He's also, you know, an employee. If, and because of how our business works, that paycheck protection might not be there for any of us. Because we're not long-term. Right. You know, it might only cover him and his wife. It might, they might not, and the people who are constantly in the shop working for him. It's not going to cover the road crews. Yeah, you've got a certain number of employees or that you would have to have a threshold for, I think, too. I think in the state of Florida, but obviously a different state. But, like, you know, you don't have to get that. And sometimes it's it's more cost-effective to not because your employee's list is, like, four. That's you and three other dudes, you know, or whatever. And um, Mm -hmm. it's not cost-effective to do that unemployment insurance thing. And you don't have to with that little. And I'm like, but, you know. But then again, I'm not faulting anybody for not understanding that a plague was coming. You know, like, hey, yeah, guys, I can't no, be upset. I'm saying, yeah, I'm like, I can't get mad at you for not knowing that we were about to reenact the stand. But, sort of. Uh, but not really. But, <laughs> but yeah, still. It just- also gives me that insight into the, like, the con circuit and, mm-hmm. and shows and things like that. Because we work, we have a show crew, a couple of them, mm-hmm. including the boss and his wife. Um, and again, I have a lot of the, my community, they're, right. they're vendors at shows. This is what they they do. And I've right. gotten into it a couple of times with people who are convention attendees who are like, well, the con hasn't canceled yet because this, that, and the other thing. And I'm here sitting here thinking, if you have a dealer's room, if you have an artist's alley, the longer you wait, the more you're fucking over these other people who help you put on the convention. Because well, what do you mean longer they wait, like wait to cancel or wait to wait like, to, yeah, wait to cancel the longer they wait to cancel because the closer it gets, um, like I said, the first quarter, it, your first quarter Ren fair shows, you'd already sunk in your money mm-hmm. into product that you were going to turn into money to pay your bills. Yeah. The show is gone. You still have the product. You don't have a way to move it effectively because a lot of this stuff is you touch it, you want it. You know, okay, you need yeah. to have it in your hands. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Or art. yeah. You need have, to have, have. that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people with acts, Alpha Riff, who does our music, right. he's had a bunch of shows canceled. He can't sell merch over the internet as effectively as if he's got a set that right. he's running. Even digitally, the musicians and artists like that are having problems mm-hmm. making money because right. there, is a, there is a human interaction level to a fair, to a con, to that kind of 
also to that retail. kind of like yeah exactly exactly because also um in that regard and this is something i've found out from a subreddit called choosing beggars and i'm like oh yeah they exist um this whole concept of just heightened concept of like for exposure you know i'm going to work for exposure um that you were talking we were talking about that with the making masks and, uh, you know, or you bill trying to pay commission someone uh, that you knew for costuming, right? Yeah. Like, um, uh, you know, that kind of community. And then you're just like, um, so if you put it all online, like a lot of artists do now and will, um, you have that barrier where if you are a vile person who's trying to take advantage of people during a pandemic, you know, or using that guilt tactic, um, uh, it's easier to do on the internet, obviously, because you are, you know, you, you, you've got internet balls, you know, you've got internet moxie, mm -hmm. whereas at the fair, at the whatever, there's only a special brand of, of human garbage that will like just be the most horrifying creature to service workers, to music, to, to artists and act, you know, like entertainers and stuff like that. But they are fewer and farther in between than people who um, can pop off on the internet because I'm not in your face and I don't have this compunction to be socially um, acceptable. Yeah. There is a pattern of behavior. Um, exactly. And a pattern of, um, there's a, there's a subject profile. Mm -hmm. If I can get all true crimey. To oh, the ahead. person who will walk into, um, mm -hmm. um, I have, I know two people who are leather workers and mm. they are both, they are, they are, and this is how they pay their mortgages and mm -hmm. feed their children. Right. Um, I, I also know some delightful hobbyist leather workers who are extremely good at it, mm -hmm. but uh, one of them I, I've got tagged, I've priced out um, for Renfair Captain Marvel armor pieces that and he he excels at the comic book inspired more OMG. historical armor yes but omg it's, i gotta tell you something in a second no well finish okay okay um but i've seen people do this um and they're more likely to do it if the person they're dealing with or the shop owner is female presenting mm -hmm. and yep. it's usually a specific demographic. Let us call it what it is: the booth babin. Well, no, the 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 patron. Sorry. I'm talking about the patron oh. who is the. Oh, okay, my bad. The, yeah. No, the the they're objectifying the shopkeeper and um, infantil mm. infantilizing this female presenting individual who probably owns the business in a lot of cases. And if oh, like okay. if they're in a they're in a a weapons booth. That's mm -hmm. got a, an actual blacksmith. These are smithed functional knives and shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Odds are she knows how to put that in you in several different ways that you won't enjoy at all. Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's something that I've experienced with welding. You know, when I've seen work done and mm -hmm. I'm all like, you know, you give me a minute. I can do a better job than that. You know, but, I mean, you know this is like, but yeah, but this particular type of patron will walk into a booth. Mm hmm. Uh, I watched this happen last season in uh, my one uh, friend's booth. This guy mm -hmm. walked in. He had a bunch of silver rings on, kind of mm. like a biker. That's the the aesthetic that tends to go along with uh, These this type pages. of behavior. Mm -hmm. um, he walks in. He's uh, she's sons of anarchy t-shirt. 
sorry. <laughs> I, I don't remember the t-shirt, but it was definitely kind of the, you know, you have a picture in your head of the kind of guy I'm talking about. I do. Um, I do. I do. This woman is very, she's, you know, she's not, she doesn't appear to be made of steel mm-hmm. and an immovable object. She just looks very soft and very mild. Mm. Um, she doesn't dress in super bright colors either. So she's just, she has this very muted aura. Mm-hmm. I know she'll cut a bitch. Um, I won't upset her because I'm afraid of her. Um, she's also the main leather worker's partner. Mm-hmm. So this is her business. Right. This guy walks in. Um, we're talking, I think, the least expensive thing in the shop that's not like a small scrap project is about forty dollars. Mm-hmm. And I think their average pr- sale is about a hundred bucks. Okay. He walks in and he tries to barter silver rings off his hands for a discount on one of these items. I know she's standing there in she has a custom belt that um I forget who the smith is, mm-hmm. but he custom made all the rings so her spouse could make this belt. It's got acorns on it. It's this it's a beautiful piece. Everybody knows whose belt it is. Right. If it's you stolen, it will find its yet. way back. Um, mm-hmm. We know the leather worker because it's in the leather worker style. It's a mm. very unique belt. There's only one of it in existence. That kind yes. of thing. She's standing oh, yes. there in more money than he's walking around with in his wallet. And more than he's wearing on his hands. Oh, yeah. Easily. And she just stares at him. <laughs> right. With the look of, did you just shit on the floor? Yeah. Um, I've also seen it in my own booth. Um, and usually when people want to haggle a little harder than I can, I can, you know, discount it enough that we kind of balance out the tax. Mm-hmm. So it comes to about what it would be if we didn't charge tax at all. That's my level of wiggle room. Mm-hmm. If people want to push harder than that, I'll go get my boss. Right. Because he's tall and a guy. Right. And the attitude changes. He's he's a fan of the haggle. Um and but he's got a he's got a hard line and he won't go below right. that. But watching people try to push him is great. Because he looks vaguely vaguely Arabic if he's mm-hmm. squint. And if he's wearing the right garb, you would be like, eh, there would be people who would yell at him and I'd have to kill them. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, You're like, okay, but, Karen and Todd done showed up at the fucking, you know, and then they don't understand. Well, Karen and Todd are different. But <laughs> it's the people who try to haggle or walk in and, you know, they, um, they would be somebody that I would more rural code switch for, we'll mm. say. Mm. I okay. will change my delivery to meet them on a different uh, dialect level. Um, See, Noelle, this is why you and I clicked immediately because when the minute you were all t- talking code switching the last time we pod- we cast it, I was just like, you know what I'm talking about. That chameleon way you have to deal with. You are from here, here, and here, and you're probably thinking this manner. How do I get to do you to do what I want you to do by talking in your language? Bam, code yeah. switch. Yeah. Yeah. How how do I translate the thing I need I know and I need to could transmit mm-hmm. to you in a way that I don't either blow the sale or you know yeah, I just, fail yeah, to transmit it, the information. Yeah, it gets but, me to my objective. Yeah. <laughs> how do I force you to get me to my objective exactly? And make you think and, and make you like it. <clears throat> and th- now this person also tends to wear certain um mm. military pennants 
um, mm. of failed states um, Ooh, as well. Yeah, we got we got a few of them there, Rob. Yeah, but them, they'll walk in. People around here. <laughs> it, it, it's be, they're being a little more brazen about it now, so mm. I'm making this generalization a little bit more than I normally would. They'll walk in. They'll look at stuff. They'll look at like a hand turned mug or this hundred dollar hand assembled hand cut leather belt that has that's riveted in a million places they'll be like i can make that every one of the crafters i know Mm -hmm. the artisans i know who hear that stare at the person and just will automatically ignore them yeah they stop trying to sell them anything yeah uh because they're like then um or they'll hand them a card and be like just in case um my (laughs) This one guy I know will. That's uh, pretty smart ass. That's he's, some, that's some smart assery right there. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. He's super evil. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like little bone or horn whistles that are two different whistles on either side. Mm-hmm. They're like a dollar in this retail. So mm-hmm. they're you know yeah we could lose a thousand of them and not yeah have not lost a give- dollar in yes cost exactly Hilla. He'll take one of the cards and he'll Mm -hmm. take one of these whistles and he'll uh, hand it to their kid if they have kids with them. He'll be like, so so when your parents can't figure out how to do that for you, you have the card. Here's the whistle so I can irritate these humans for the rest of the day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why, Noel, why did I have such bad timing? I was drinking right when you said he gives them to if they have kids. I was like, "Don't snarfle your drink. Don't snarf- just swallow. Just swallow your drink." Because <laughs> I was like, and, is, there, "Is that is that some of a bitch going to give like kazoo? Basically, kazoos to oh children God. along with the business card, so that they're an unforgettable experience." And it's the, you disrespect. Yeah, yes. You disrespected our product. You can't make this yourself, right? We know how much it takes. And uh, go fuck yourself. Right. And that's, yeah. And You'll hate us all the way home. Yeah. And that's like what, what Bill was saying before uh, about the commissioning from somebody. And they're all like, uh, uh, uh. I'm like, well, I can give people a calculated, uh, objectively calculated idea, rough idea of what it's going to cost. But most of the people that come to me for my work are people I know. And so I'm all like, but you're like, my you know part of my tribe so like why would i charge you but i'm like no 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 so okay so i have no issue with getting a tribal discount right because it's like look i this would normally probably cost blah 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 but for you because you're a friend i'm gonna do this for cost that's because you're literally telling me you're my friend i will do this for cost Right. Or like for me and my, I don't know how you were, you guys work in that circuit, Noel, but I've known, uh, you know, for me and mine, and I've known others who are artisans who will, they'll swap work because they yeah, need, um, they barter. need something. Mm-hmm. Barter, yeah, barter is super amongst. common. Yes. And that's what's driving me crazy about everybody who's like, we have to open the economy. The economy is not shut. It's just running on labor you didn't realize was, you know, not being paid. What's happening. Yeah. And yeah. it's running on barter. Yeah. Like for oh, my stylist, I bought a gift certificate to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a she's got a salon loft, so I mm-hmm. bought a a gift card. It 
enough for her to okay it was two hundred dollars because i get my hair fixed someday um mm. and touch up these roots oh my god it was like mm. right before everything shut down i i had the appointment we mm-hmm. were almost there mm-hmm. and then ohio was like no salons yeah because the I, two um... of us could keep each other safe we know how to do that because yeah. i work in healthcare and she works in in you know that in in, in an industry that has about as intense yeah. infection control as an esthetician you actually yes you actually do have levels of safety like i did i did not get my root my, my roots done because actually my stylist she um she kind of had to shut it down earlier because she's really immunocompromised so before it was all like a, you have to she did she dipped out so she's been losing money left and right obviously because she is a salon owner of her own accord so woman-owned business you know yeah. whatever and 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 I'm like, oh dear heavens to Murgatroyd! But I got into my esthetician to uh, have my uh, to wax because she's like, yeah, they're supposed to close us down. You want to come in today instead of tomorrow? Which I was supposed to have the, my appointment for that on the day that they closed down. And I was, she's like, you want to come earlier? And I was like, yeah, I got nothing better to do. I've been furloughed for quite some time now, so everything was just you know nothing. And I popped in there before she get, did that, but I didn't get my hair did. So uh, well, it was. Okay. Because it I was just, an interesting hair moment. With shit before I go full serious, <laughs> I swear to Christ, I'm like I'm gonna shut up um, and then just go away. Excuse me while Sorry. I choke on myself. No. Um, but my stylist is also immuno. She's she's an at risk person, so she shut down like the day before. Right. The state closed all the salons, so she's but she's still hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, some other stuff had come up and so she was in a, a vulnerable position to begin with and then her she can't make money. She's got some other stuff up and running now to help and more ways for us to help her. Yes. But she like messaged me. She was had posted something about, well, my stimulus check hasn't showed up and she was clearly stressed about everything. Mm-hmm. So I said, hang on, ours are here. Let me pay bills and I'll see and I'll share. Mm-hmm. And then you, just, you yeah exactly and she's like no you keep that for you and i go it's all it's too late because i had pretty much messaged home and said can we do this mm-hmm. you know are, are we gonna have the wiggle room to help her out mm-hmm. by doing this and by the time she had gotten to the post to tell me not to do it it was already done and had been done for like a half an hour and then she messages me and she's sure you could do this just said if we couldn't we would have sent less yeah you know that amount is the amount we can absorb go buy groceries right i just sob but again a a lot of the industries that are super screwed either have a lot of minorities and women in them Mm -hmm. or are owned by minorities and women right right um it was um for me uh there is there are several things including this my existential flooring Mm-hmm. Uh, bill that I would not have been able to do if it were not for the generosity of friends of mine, you know, very close personal friends, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and it it's it's amazing, I it, it's amazing and frustrating how speechless I become over. I mean, these aren't gestures. When I say thank you, I mean, I can't, that, that, that just sucks because I'm just like, that's not enough. You know, I know there's, I'm never going to be able to pay people back until like way later when I'm making like stupid bank money, fucking, you know, welding shit at the bottom of the Mariana's trench because fuck all y'all. I'm like, <laughs> like 
yeah. I'm going, I'm going down below with my, with my career. Um, uh, you know, and, but that's, that's a, that's a, when that happens and that's frustrating to me as well right now because I'm so powerless to do anything because I can't even, there was a lot of stuff that like, okay, the kids, I'm really sorry about it. And it's a rough ride, but you have a lot of courses that you can do online. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, and this was a, for the kids and for the teachers and for the parents. And this has just been, it's been hard on everybody. Kids, Mm -hmm. everybody just has a different flavor of suck ice cream. Okay. Everybody's ice cream is terrible. It's, it's like the birdie bots be, you know, from, from, uh, yeah. Uh, from think uh, Harry, Potter Harry Potter beans. Yeah, everybody yeah. has their least favorite ice cream flavor. Right, and that's all they're allowed to have. Right, or or not even. Yeah, everybody gets their crappy birdie bot like earwax or dirt mm-hmm. or something. Um, that's the whole bag. I'm sorry, guys. Like, but they're they're all the yeah. suck beans. But. Mm-hmm. So everybody just stop and go, everybody, everybody's situation sucks here. Yes. Okay. We're going to waste time if we're going to talk about how much our suffering is more than somebody else's because you're wrong and let's just move on. We got something to solve here. And I've just, it's just been like really, really insane. I had a point to any of that. I can't remember what it was. Oh, but within the moments that people have been so insanely come together, like I'm all like, okay can y'all just stop making me fucking cry because I can't do that right now. Like this is just so overwhelmingly amazing that I, you know, I'm never going to be able to pay people back until later. And then when it's so frustrating, you can't do what you can do, what you want to do to achieve your goals. And you're just like, there was a part of me that just went, okay, I accept this. Why am I accepting this so easily? Um, Because you've been doing this all your life, Gretchen, putting aside your goals for, something Something someone's whatever else and um to finish bill real sorry about that one but to finish the whole like why welding um it's you know uh we were talking about the the making the homes out of the metal containers the shipping containers that have been like cleaned and recycled and you know whatever um that was a big project and um also uh bill they we were we were until pandemic hit about to start in the prison uh the the prison system here in uh tampa uh mm-hmm. they were, you remember how i was talking about like one of my big things is recidivism in prisons and um ways that that can be combated uh but i'm not terribly active with much of those program the, those things because of my own personal like got to deal with my own life right now because that's all there is but that's all I have the capacity to do. Right. We were about to start a program for the prison system here. And um, that one program, one of the programs in that was like, like car maintenance. So you were going to learn a craft in the thing. They built a new facility. It was beautiful. And one of those programs was welding. Right. And I was so super stoked about that because if there was, you know, the possibility that I could have gotten in with that the, 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 the teaching or at least the um, assistance in that program, you know, I was like really into that because I was like, here's a cause I'm like super rabid about and then welding and you want to squish them together, fucking sign me up. Well, what, what do I got to do? You know, and I can't do anything, you know, so just hamstring strung me and I'm so frustrated. But on the other hand, there's this whole like, oh, I'll just set my dreams and goals aside for ever, I guess. I'm used to this, 
I should stop crying. I probably sound like a real bitch. All right, you know, <laughs> moving on, that kind of thing. It's just kind of this weird trauma response that I've consistently had. And so it was funny that Noel was saying like, you know, we're all just like, on some level, you look at people freaking out over this and we're just like, same shit, different day, bro. What is, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, so it was hilarious. Yeah, it's the trauma responses are something that it's really affecting everybody with the whole entire situation. Um, in regards to mental health, going mm. back to that, um, I still see my two therapists um, telecommute on a, a, over the phone, um, right. FaceTime. And one of the things that they are showing up on is how am I doing during this pandemic? Um, mm-hmm. Granted, that's going to probably change a little bit when I next go through and talk to them, but mm. it's the balance of I'm generally okay mm-hmm. because as it is, it's like, yeah, while I did go off and see people, I didn't go out much. Um, I have four roommates, so I actually like have people in the house, so it's mm-hmm. not like I'm missing socialization. Um, I, me and my roommates are now like once a week we're all taking turns cooking dinner for everybody so we get like have some social aspects going on outside of everything else Mm. um but i'm doing generally okay and i'm trying not to shout off the rooftops about i'm great i'm grand i'm working from home i don't have to commute everything is wonderful because it's not wonderful for everybody so i'm used to being underneath so i'm a big guy but i'm used to being underneath like all right i'm just gonna put down my emotions because everybody else's emotions right now are more important because a lot of them are dealing with shit that they've never had to deal with before and it's not just the the loss of jobs right but but, i do have a counterpoint to that mm -hmm. i just in the whole like you're like let me put this aside because my feelings are, you know, because there's people who are going things that, um, you know, aren't, haven't, I'm not, I'm not or saying whatever. that. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. I know my feelings are valid and everything of that nature. I'm just used to putting them aside. So at least to say, because I'm doing therapy at the same time, mm. I can balance out the, I could be fine about my situation, mm-hmm. but at the same time, emote and give empathy to those that are not used to the situation. Right. And not gloat about how everything is wonderful for me. Um, I know it's not because (laughs) I went to to the grocery store for the first time on Monday and I was wiped out. I've like gotten no exercise this whole entire work from home thing. Um, I was at least the only the only remote benefit of going to the office mm-hmm. was that I have to get up, walk to the bus stop to get to work and get through the back and forth, at least moving around a little bit per day. Right. Um, I'm just like, not sure how to balance that. And I've also been like last week getting a lot more sleep because I think I wore myself out because of being so manic in the past few weeks. Mm. Um, so it's like, now it's like I'm trying to balance everything out, but at the same time, mentally, I feel fine. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, I feel fine. Physically, on the other hand, it's not 
good, but it's not like I've got the uh, got the plague or whatnot. Just the other plague, yeah. my allergy-based right. plague. Um, it's one of those things where people going back to the touch starvation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things with male suicide is touch starvation. Yes, because men aren't brought up to touch each other. And not like, because everything with touch, it's like either it's a handshake or it's sexualized. Um, or, yeah, or, yeah, you're, you're, you, everybody automatically tries, because it's so toxic, everybody automatically tries to be all like, and ugh, I hate saying this, but like they say that, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the no, it's so gross, you know, when you're like, everybody's like, no homo, bro. You know, I'm like, dude, don't do that, please. You know, like, that's, that's just, you like, stop, you know so toxic you know you need to be touched or your your touching doesn't have to always just come from sexualized things from women or whatever else you know like no seriously it's 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 really weird like let me tell you male male what it feels like and you know you see if you let me know if you're if if you're vibing on what i'm talking about and i'm just like yeah you feel like you're a ghost like it's the others you know um you move through humans that seem to be solid and yet you don't touch anybody else for a very long time Hold get... on. we lost noel looks like did lose noel there she is all right go ahead i know it's if you're moving you're moving and shaking amongst humans and it's very it's so much it's so much very more toxic in males than it is females women whatever um because uh expected that y'all be supposed to be stoic and y'all don't need a fucking hug and y'all don't need a nap and y'all don't need this bullshit right and so um yeah that hey, is a some very- of us like to be little spoon i mean that's totally fine if you <laughs> want to be little spoon we need a society where it's okay to be the little spoon <laughs> yep yeah you know, that's why um when people were was I think Noel? Did we cover this on the uh, probably the last time I was a guest here when I was talking about the Bucky Barnes and uh, Steve Rogers? You know, like mm-hmm. uh, like bromance, but they automatically wanted to throw it sexualized, and I was like, okay, no shade to my LGBTQIA plus community. Oh, Evs, keep this one platonic, and here's why I'm asking for that. I'm asking for like a very like romance thing that's non-toxic but not sexualized for like the cishet white male who is a fan of marvel understand i'm like I, just for a little bit please like because i remember this because... and i was like and i'm it's still an example i use because i was just like man i understand people make jokes and i understand people ship and do fan you know fan art and fan stuff and that but that's not I need I need a wider audience on this one. I'm asking for a, I'm asking for a favor. Like I'm coming to you at the day of your daughter's wedding, asking for a fucking favor, bro. Like I know yeah. I know it's a hard ask, but can you please just like leave this one alone? Because I want and to see that you can be like total, you know, mates. You can be goddamn Captain America, yeah. and still be intimate and soft and just. That was one of the things that Chris Evans brought to that performance that was amazing. And I know, what, I know. that's why, you know, how to me, soft he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a picture of him, of Chris Evans. And this is why I get a little like personal thing. I'm like, stop talking sexually about my grandfather. Because there is a picture of Chris Evans. He was, it, like, it was his high school 
yearbook picture or something like that because they put it, it was like memed out of all the high school yearbook photos of everybody who played uh in the avengers right? right and i thought it was really funny because i looked at him and i was just like oh my god my grandfather who served in world war ii um kind of looked like him like as that in that when he was in his um uniform right you know like they have very similar mm-hmm. to it uh, even though it was like one was like the 80s and then obviously the other one was the 30s or the 40s um 30s uh, and I was like, oh, my God, you know, they look very similar. And so I'm like, obviously, my grandfather didn't have super soldier serum or anything like that. Instead of, he was just a Scotsman and, you know, like served and came back and then he had family. And so and he was just cool as fuck. But um, looked like that. And now I always associate that with my grandfather. And so, you know, that's another reason I'm like, you know, Captain America. Um, so I'm just like, stop sexualizing my grandfather. You got to quit. <laughs> One of the things where I will go through and occasionally debate a friend of mine um, mm-hmm. from the Harry Potter universe setup. Um, in the fandom, there's a ship called Wolfstar, which is basically um, Sirius Black and Remus Lupin being a homosexual couple because of how they are queer coded. And I'm like, look, I, I appreciate and I understand why this is needed. But also what is needed is for two bros that love each other as bros and just are there for each other without um, any with, yeah. without any with sexual the end of the line. Right. Right. More L O T R male intimacy. Right. Okay. And, I'll give you that and I'll just have to accept whatever you say about L O T R because I don't like Well, there's this Viggo Mortensen, yes, the actors in there were just fun. Like, were great. Like, but he was, he was, a, you know, this is Aragorn, son of Arathorn, he's the fucking hero. Mm-hmm. Like, the the coded hero. He's the mm-hmm. king, he's going to return and save the world, blah, 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 blah. All he wants to do is bang his hot wife and live in peace. He doesn't want any <laughs> of this. He just, he has a hot half-elf girlfriend that he would like to bang, and he would like to do nerdy shit somewhere. Um, uh, can, can you, but please not. I don't need this right. Can you, okay. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is what he has to do, but he's very emotionally vulnerable. The character, even in the books, is <laughs> very emotionally vulnerable. There's, he's just, you know, but he's also this, I'm a fucking burr, I'm a fighter, I'm, you know, yeah. very heroically yeah. coded and in the film when <sighs> um, Boromir dies mm. Sean mm. Bates and Viggo Mortensen have this incredibly intense intimate moment mm-hmm. where you're watching I mean Sean Bean died for the five millionth time yeah so whatever that in itself is not emotional but the character right. and the way he pulled out the I've all I have done is fail people I looked up to. That's my entire life has been nothing but failure. I'm sorry. I did it again. I couldn't even do this one thing. Right. right. Um, you know, this is the most important thing I could do. I couldn't even manage that. Yeah, you had one um, job. But you had one job. Yeah. You yeah. know, he never felt like he was enough. And then he had to tank for his younger brother Faramir with his crazy mm. dad. He had yeah. this deep, complex life that you got a glimpse into with the extended cuts. And mm. he's dying and, you know, once he's, you know, the official dead, um, mm. they're holding hands and they're very close. And it's this very, like, normally when you see that scene filmed and framed, it's 
a woman doing mm. the comforting of the dying. Exactly. In this intimate framing. And here it's it's two men that mm. obviously care um, and are being extremely emotionally vulnerable and extremely masculine at the same right. time. Because this is post-combat. He's dying from battle wounds. And right. then Aragorn mm. leans down and kisses Boromir's forehead. And it's just this beautiful, perfect, non-sexual, intimate, yeah. it's okay, be at peace kind of thing. We need more of that. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm sure there are people who went, let's ship that. And, or, you know, that's not manly because it'll, mm -hmm. it'll go both ways. Um, yeah. I don't know the LOTR fanficdom. I'm sure everybody has been shipped with everybody. I'm um, sure. Multiple by this time, point. Bang, bang. But then, or Jane. Then, Mm -hmm. But then we have the intimacy of the four hobbits mm -hmm. and their relationships with each other and that familial, mm -hmm. I mean, Mary and Pippin are frightened a lot. We need more of that. And in the horror genre, we had a wonderful opportunity, again, for Sean Bain to be emotionally vulnerable in the, the Silent Hill movie. Oh, yeah. He played Harry Mason, but the director <laughs> is a misogynist and thought that men can't be vulnerable in the way that a, a father wouldn't be vulnerable in the way a mother would be about the child. It's like he didn't have any concept like, of the game. Exactly. Uh, and I'm like, bro, do you even, do you even Sean Bean? Because did you, did you see the end? I mean, he did what he could with what he had, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, coming home, the end of that was expecting to see her not but she was this they were the her and the girl were there yeah i'm all like dude is haunting and i don't mean like that's freaky and disturbing because ooh, supernatural silent hill shit i'm all like that there was that too because it was very atmospheric but um the you know, director of photography type of shit but uh oh my god the look on his face of like expect you to be here because you weren't there so you must be home and every you know and, and they're not there to him it's kind yeah. of like heartbreaking if you yeah. knew anything about it and i'm just like okay so it wasn't gonna be him because you just thought oh it's the bitch that's gotta like go through hell and cry you know <sighs> whatever dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, but see the frustration in that and i haven't really um watched much theory uh film theory about that particular maneuver uh and any of the times that anybody's talked about silent hill so that's kind of interesting you right, well, tangent. you have to know the you have to know the games, but oh, a lot of the people that I have watched, um, Ryan Hollinger, um, uh, and a couple of others, uh, have know the game and the you know and reviewed the film franchise, and they have mm -hmm. you know, they're very very nuanced about a lot of the review. But that was something that I didn't haven't really heard anybody talk about that one. Um, one of my well, favorite, like you know, kind of non-toxic couplings uh, of male to male, quote unquote, male to male couplings was um, Rocket and Groot. Yes, because they had a they had a peer to peer intimacy, and then they had that parent child. And you know, yeah, and you know, you and you, it, Groot and Rocket evolved and grew up, and you know, kind of under you know, got a little more self aware of themselves, especially. That scene where like Yondu tells uh, tells Groot all about himself in um in Galaxy Two is just like what is so painful to watch because he's like, I know all about you because you're me. Don't don't be me, you know that kind of thing. And that was so 
because he's so he was so toxic in his response to this overwhelming emotion and need that I was all yeah. like, it's right there. It's yeah. hashtag it's- big mood, son. Like, why do I, I identify with a an anthropomorphic sentient fucking raccoon? <laughs> like, what the shit? Fox. <laughs> no, it's really hilarious. But yeah, we got on this tangent because you know back to how all of this and this lack of male touch and male intimacy and <laughs> male processing of emotions right it's even bigger now exactly exactly um, I do. yes it does kind of it does kind of like come back you know, there is a call back to that because it's just like now it is up in your face because this is go time this is apocalypse yo and all these men are all like it was supposed to be something else it was supposed to be something we could attack yes. something you could hit something you could solve with violence it was supposed That's... to be Mad Max, bro. It was supposed to be, it, please, what the fuck happened? I was like, I'm sorry, it's not The Walking Dead. No, I apologize true. profusely. No. I'm sorry, Yeah, it, it wasn't zombies. But there's also yeah. this backlash, uh, again, with the, the men who can't process their emotions all end up in the same bucket. Mm. The, ones, the men who are protesting are a specific demographic, um, and they all follow a pattern. And the more violent, outspoken protests mm-hmm. have been directed at, you know, say, Dr. Acton, mm-hmm. female presenting, um, Gretchen Whitmer, who is female presenting. Um, there's, mm-hmm. they are so upset at this, at being told what to do, <laughs> these men and their women. Mm-hmm. They are so upset that somebody else is telling them what they can and cannot do. They do not run the world. The world does not revolve around them. And the, the thing that, that just absolutely got me What now? They're comparing you can't oh, go outside because it's dangerous to fascism. Oh, I know. Oh my god. And if we just had more awareness as a society to unpack this we wouldn't be having this problem i i I, and and the so funny that like comparing this like stay at home the the stay at home things or the quarantines whatever um to fascism actually uh wrote up on their uh, dating apps and COVID 19 everything i know i know from subreddits but um (laughs) People have literally, like, there's been guys out there that have literally just been trying the hookup by telling women that they're fascists for obeying the stay-at-home rule because and to keep humanity alive. I'm like, mad because, mad because they're trying to keep you alive? I'm confused now. I don't understand. This is for your own good and i don't mean emotionally or like somebody's fucking punishing you bro this is like i don't know how i have to associate this to you but like say it was raining but rain was made out of i don't know little pebbles or little pebbles on fire you not go out then you understand it, that little projectiles would kill you like that from raining from the heavens and therefore or hurt harm you terribly and being them being on fire means that if you go back inside on fire, you will light your family on fire. Do not go out then. Do would you stay inside then? Just pretend it's that. You know, like how to how do you divorce this whole like you can't tell me what to do thing from this entire situation is the question of the day, actually. And you're like, I don't know how to get through to you. 
I don't, you know, and it's very frustrating, like I said to me. And that's why I'm just like, I know there's a lot of stuff that's going on specifically with all those links that you put in um, that um, section for this podcast we were going to address and you're going to put it in the thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's so much of that. I like, I can't, I just can't deal with it. I understand, you know, what I have to do um, because I'm the one in the household that isn't immunocompromised. So I have mm-hmm. to take precautions and risks of going out and doing the thing because the household needs food. But, you know, I try to reduce it as often as I can, but unfortunately, due to circumstances in the home, um, the abundance of food, regardless of situation, sometimes does not register to other people in the house. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Therefore, you know, what I got like years ago, which should have lasted much, much longer, is now absolutely gone. I'm like, uh, but trying to explain that, but that's like a mental, you know, like, I mean, that's, that, that's literally like uh, some sort of, you know, mental block. If that's mm-hmm. making any sense, for me personally, I've noticed that I was just like, huh, buying for a pandemic like this is really awesome for me personally because I'm all about the let us just have a lot of easy to cook bland food that will last a long time. Um, mm-hmm. So it doesn't trigger my like, I need to have snacks and weirdness, and then I just munch down all these things because I binge eat mm-hmm. because out of emotional responses because. I have binge eating disorder. So like it's pretty well managed. I get to manage it now. So now, and if anybody else in the household needs um, or wants a something, a, a treat, a goodie, you know, something that makes them feel better, I am all for it, but it, I make sure that it is something that they can keep in their like room or area. You know what I mean? And out of my sight. No, so it's like chips or, or Skittles or something like that. So it's like it is over y'all and it's yours and I can't get to it, literally. So it's actually been something good for me in that regard because I'm the caretaker of that in the home right now. Mm-hmm. No, I have my uh, I have my uh, spouse and, and I have my mother who is 75 and relatively immunocompromised. In that regard, uh, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be uh, – she's not uh, the worst off, but I would – other reduce her things you know, but i try still to get her out and then you know uh, the spouse is his own entity uh, so i, I just yeah. you know don't like discussing other people behind their backs unless i'm like just shouting out their business or something um <laughs> but, um kind of thing so um but it's just one of those things where like i'm the one that's most equipped to do this so i go out and do it it's kind of odd and i don't know how we got to that part but um well we just there's so much to unpack and it's Oh, you know, right? <laughs> Bill Let's is like, burn hey. the suitcase. <laughs> Bill's like, hey, you want to be a guest on a podcast? Because I'm like, any plagued? And I was like, yeah, sure. You're like, it's feminism and, 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 and coronavirus. I was like, Bruh. I have a feeling that the that was next huge, that, that's a huge, that was a huge, huge umbrella. <laughs> for, the, for this podcast, I have a funny feeling that it's going to be a lot of unpacking. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to have a different yet the same perspective of what's mm-hmm. going on. So I'm okay with that because sometimes people need to hear things from people that aren't media talking heads. Right. That too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's been this stuff like literally 
uh, the mass. I go back to that because like my mom and I have made many um, uh, mm. for others. Um, and, you know, okay, bruh, if you don't like the pattern on the outside, here's the deal. So there's the inside is probably not patterned. Once you flip that bitch around, because more than likely that mask that you've gotten, ha- it has been made where um, it's not obviously an, an, it's not a good, an N95 classification. Either way you wear it will work for you and your purposes. And mm-hmm. also it keeps you from mistaking which side you were on, meaning which side you used. So you don't have two floral pattern back to back you know which one's which. So usually the inside of the mask that we've been making out of the same type of fabrics have been plain. But you know that that's the one that goes against your face. So just put the flowers against your face and everybody will be cool. Mm-hmm. Is that a good workaround? Please live. We're not trying to emasculate you with something that's literally wait, attempting to go be a tool to save your life. Choke got the flowers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ain't nobody got to know, bro. Nobody got to know. Flowers are on the inside. No. Much like mm-hmm. probably most of their feels, like like your flower, your your feels are on the inside. I understand. You know, this is not the hill you need to die on about that one. But it's been. But then I've seen others who've been like, no, they they're like they're standing, give no fucks. They will they'll wear fucking you know, um, they'd wear a Mario. No, not most of the nerds that I would know would wear Mar- Mario print masks. Um, you know, a friend a of mine was. Wearing a bandana um, with Mickey Mouse stuff on it. And I said, because it was a bandana, not a regular mm-hmm. like mask. It was like, it looks like you're getting ready to go rob a WB store. Yeah, right? No, it's... um. Uh, There's a whole thing to unpack about masks and... and the types of things. And, yeah. you know, who can wear them and who can't. Because mm-hmm. clearly you can be a white man with a with a, you know high capacity magazine rifle and scream at a cop and you don't get shot but god forbid you you know exist in public and be black yeah yeah i follow oh and i will have to dig him out later but i follow a hip-hop artist in new orleans and he is a you know he dressed it because he actually walked through in one of his instagram posts uh he actually walked through the store with a mask on now because that was what was necessary. And he said, hey, look at this. A black man in a store with a mask and nobody's fucking with me. Let's see how long that lasts. And I'm like, I'm glad that you have a sense of humor about it. But like, I feel that like that wasn't that wasn't a flippant joke. That was a like, I, I'm I think I'm experimenting with the own possible my own possibility of death, like right at this moment, just trying to get groceries. I'm like, Ugh. You know, I just like watched it over and over and over again. It's like a like, 25 second clip or whatever in Instagram. I just watched it over and over and over again. I'm like, oh, I don't want to, you know, like, you don't want to desensitize yourself to it. It is a serious fucking problem because obviously, Noel, like, it was like, it wasn't bad enough before the pandemic, Noel, right? Right. Now it's worse. Now it's so much worse. I'm like, oh, God. Oh. Literally, and I was speaking to him. Um, when I was waiting in line at Joanne Fabrics for uh, things, we all had our masks on and a um, black gentleman in scrubs but no mask in the store buying more fabric because of some like, some sort of drive that was going on in his like unit or hospital or uh, uh, respite care or whatever. Place. I don't remember where he said he worked. Um, healthcare facility of some kind. Um, but I, I literally looked around and I was just like, 
the only person here without a mask is a man of color. He has scrubs on, but, you know, obviously he's not going to wear his, like, medically necessary in facility masks because it's almost like a waste. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. Yep. So, I'm like, obviously those aren't coming out for, like, your day-to-day wear. Um, But he's not wearing a mask because, holy shit. I think that was like that. I, I think I met them before I, you know, all the people talking line. They were also like, everybody was just so cool about it and talking about it. And we were like, really, the, that was like a moment of humanity where we we're all talking about all the crazy going on, but like the really good experiences that people have been trying to make for one another. And I'm like, okay, that was a moment. But even in that moment of like, surrounded by kind of some decent humans right this, right this second, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, there is a man in the corner, you know, this man in my periphery standing there without a mask because there's a distinct possibility he could get shot now or at least profiled heavily and then kicked out or something, you know, because it was Citrus Park. So they're not about, not usually about the shoot 'em ups, um, but they are um, a little bit about the um, suburbanite filing in that area sometimes now. So I was just like, man. <laughs> good on you for still making it out to try to buy the fabrics for the sat and the other thing. I guess they sent him out because he was the one that was like, gonna know what could be used for the day-to-day wear masks for the people to be given to, to don't. So they were donating it to them to make for the, I don't remember what it was. There's been a lot of like mask donation programs around here, but obviously there's only so much that we can do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a personal ability to create them. So I'm like, I make the civilian kind make three different kinds of civilian kinds but oh no I mean, now it's back to two because honestly um like I, I i designed a pattern for one that um um looks a bit different and it looks like one of those motorcycle neoprene masks <laughs> it's cloth and it has um the um toggle ties in the back so it's easy on and off right um, but um because everybody hates the ones that go around your ears yeah. I'm actually- that doesn't matter anyway because we ran uh, um <laughs> Gonna run on elastic. Here's another thing: is like, mm-hmm. how many times did you ever think in your life, Noel, that you'd see a run on elastic and quilting fabric because it's the tightly woven fabric that gives you the greatest level of protection. Exactly, um, and, and interfacing, interfacing yeah. on like even down to the heavyweight. And it's they were suggesting you so like, weird, like, so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't get elastic. I have actually been cannibalizing clothes uh, because they I have gotten very purge-like in my, I'm not going to make this project and I don't feel it anymore. So buy and I just feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, before I toss the body out, I um, scavenge it for parts. So all, a lot of elastics that have been in like tight costumes I wasn't going to fucking do or whatever. And I'm just like, why do I have this anymore? Who knows? But if it was about to be donated or there was only kind of half-assed and I was going to throw it out because it's gross clothing and it's not even going to be secondhand useful to anybody, I will cannibalize that shit for like elastic now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> but I a lot because of my costuming. So that was yeah, that. But yeah, because- just so, so much weirdness I- about that, you know. But you're saying I'm like, I have a roommate that um, does a lot of shopping at second-hand stores to go through and refurbish things. And what she, instead of been doing, instead of refurbishing them, um, she's been, like, pulling elastic and things like that. So people that have skill can't actually make more masks and things like that. I have been doing that as well um, until the, the um, until all the thrift stores 
closed down for quite quite a while. Actually, coming up this next week is actually when they're supposed to be a couple of them in the area are reopening. They are like, here are all our requirements, and we have been, you know, <clears throat> sanitized and cleaned and and donated items and this that and the other thing. And only still only ten people per you know in a store at the time. Masks and gloves are either encouraged or insisted upon, depending on the 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 like. One is the hospice care, and the other is for um it's for it's for I think VA or something like I can't, can't remember. There's two of them mm-hmm. that I frequent very much, but they have like dollar bins or stuff a um uh, a grocery bag for like eight dollars or whatever. Uh, I was hot on that trail in like key shorts or whatever, and just cannibalizing it for parts. So yeah, good on good on your roommate, Bill, because I was like, yep, I was doing that for a while. Um, yeah, just just really weird shit, and people have been like, you know, you're just like, oh, I didn't realize I was ever gonna run out of something so benign. All right, it's I think a good time to go through and wrap things up. Um, just for just a reminder, did you since last time we start a Patreon? No, I have not. I'm still working on that. Um, there was uh, that one had to be set aside again, but that that the that part of the, that idea was going to be that um, that tier for the um, purchases of a of a, was it a song and a dance, right? No, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, but all are still on the table. Well, shit. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I was just reminded. I was like, you know what? I agreed to it. <laughs> do you still insist on vet by um mc chris i don't care if they pay the money or pay over it they don't get a change in the song <laughs> is what well, it is i can see yeah. i have your other social media available to put on the web and on our notes um yeah. i think this is a good time to wrap things up does anybody else have anything else to say that may be on a brighter note before we sign off um Everything's shitty, but keep going, people. We will find the other side of this. Yes. Yes, this is there. Look at the bigger picture. It is really overwhelming and, and terrifying. And a lot of people's reactions to terror, to fear is violence and frustrated rage. Believe me, uh, I have the same reaction to it. Um, and but it, no, we will like somehow fucking get through this because, um, you know, like. If you don't hang on to something decent, you're just ah, wasn't good. I'm not good at this, like you know, like stay gold, pony boy. Like how about that? Like um, how about just that? Stay gold. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bro, well, folks, that's gonna wrap wow. things up for today. Uh, we will. We are gonna be talking with a friend of ours that knows more about he- healthcare inequality next week. On top of everything like that. Um, Boy, so, that's going to be some meaty shit, so buckle the fuck up. Yeah, so we're going to be bringing more people on as the weeks go on, just so you hear other voices other than the talking heads that you normally listen to. We'll be bringing friends and others that might have might be able to explain some of this shit going on, too. So we're, we're open to things. Um, if you have any questions... Send us an email at write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. That's write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. Um, any questions, comments, concerns, any feedback, um, let us know and we'll see what we can do. That being said, thank you again, Gretchen, for showing up. 
Of course, anytime. And I've got my name time still. <laughs> Apparently. And my name is Bill. And I'm Noel. And we all have an extra episode. Good night, folks. Craig, get out. Craig, get out.